0: Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery.
1: Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives.
0: Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. This is Daniel.
2: This, this is Mike. <laughs> and this is Gary.
0: Hey, I know they're all wondering what the heck are we supposed to do because I'm running the What's show, that? which is not normal. So anyways, uh, this episode's topic is uh, very simply, you know, what to do when your sponsor or, or heroes in recovery relapse. They, You know, they kind of falter. Um and the reason for this is, you know, my, my own sponsee was kind of struggling uh, with this very topic himself and came to me and we kind of worked through this. And I thought this would be important and powerful for other people to hear because, you know, until you actually – this happens, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you don't know how and, it will and this, you. And this
1: sponsee was struggling because somebody in his 12-step group yeah, yeah. that had been there for a long time yeah, he Yeah, and had to
0: a long length of recovery and, and he relapsed, relapsed, yeah. yeah. Relapsed. And so – you know, and so that kind of got him spinning and ruminating on
2: this. So um, that's an interesting topic, um, partly because I think I've been on both sides of that. Mm-hmm. I think I have been mm-hmm. a, I have been a circumstance where uh, I was paying attention to to people and and their length of clean time or length of sobriety, if we call it that, and uh, and and experienced relapse and that how that affected me. I was mm-hmm. troubled by that, um, and then have also been. Uh, I my own circumstance where you know, 19, 20 months worth of clean time, which by by a lot of people's standards is quite a long time, and mm-hmm. then and had my own relapse experience. And I remember reaching out to those that I was sponsoring at the time to let them know that, look, I don't know how this affects your, our sponsor-sponsee relationship, but I want you to know that I have relapsed and this is what's occurred. And both of those have been an interesting perspective from both sides. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting to see uh, both of those. Um I think my only piece of advice to anyone is is that uh, you know addiction is a uh, is a lifelong, is a, uh, and recovery from addiction is a lifelong pursuit. Yeah. And uh, um, it's unfortunate that this person that uh, um, that had you know so much sobriety under their belt experienced a relapse, and that's hard. That's yeah. absolutely hard. But, um, and my heart goes out to them. Because it caught them, obviously, at a moment of, of difficulty, and, uh, and they had that experience. And, and that's hard to, to seem to... But, but at the same time, um, those happen to be the moments of some of the, the, the deepest understanding that will probably carry that person on to the next several years of clean yeah. time. Because uh, nothing's lost in a relapse. Absolutely nothing's lost in a relapse.
1: So, I have a thought. I want to hear
2: it.
0: Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. I think I think the first way to approach this problem is absolutely accept that if you spend any amount of time in recovery in a twelve-step group or anything like that where you're involved with other people, you will see this happen. Absolutely yeah. true. Okay, yes. you will see this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just accept that you're going to see it happen, so that when you do, you're not surprised. Right. Yeah. You know, you you might be taken aback by, you know, and then give give everybody, the kind of, oh, the kind of mercy and understanding that you would hope to receive. Complete if, grace yeah, here. you know, Absolute if you were in grace. that situation. Yes. You know, um, the gentleman who started me on my road to recovery, you know, he had 10 years of clean time when I started. And when I was about six years into my own recovery, he uh, he came to me and, and I had the opportunity to help him process through a relapse right and by that time it was what 15 16 years of clean time that he had accrued wow and life had just dealt him uh, a new situation you know and i think he was taken a little bit by surprise and and was kind of overwhelmed by it so there's a couple things there Uh, number one you know it gives you the opportunity to exercise a little bit of humility realizing that oh yeah Oh, it doesn't matter how much clean time I have, you know, I've always got a always got a relapse in me. Absolutely. You know.
2: And I think that's a that's a fantastic wake-up call for any of us. Mm-hmm. It really is. The realization that look, just because you may be flying along and doing really well, the minute we let our guard down in any way shape or form, that we're all vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That we really are all vulnerable and uh, um I, I, you know one of the things that I remember hearing over and over again and I believe it to be true if we're basing our recovery on the success of somebody else oh yeah that's a dangerous place oh, yeah. to play that's a dangerous place to be because that's not long lasting
1: oh, yeah I was gonna say yeah. you'd be, you're would be you doomed to fail absolute truth yeah, yeah because
0: yeah especially since you know your recovery is yours yes you know and I know for, for a fact with me you know um, early on it was always my recovery is you know for my wife for my family I was doing it to, to save that and that it really wasn't for me. Right. Um, and when I started making it mine, that's when it counted. But if you're, you know, if someone falls from grace, I guess, mm-hmm. so to say, you know, and that really affects you, you know, the qu- the question I would ask is, are you really doing it for you at that point? Because it should be, you know, wow, you know, I'm so sorry that happened to you. You know, be gracious like you said, but at the same time, move forward and realize, okay, you know, I'm just as weak. I could Fall at any moment, so what can I do to improve my own yeah. recovery?
1: Yeah,
2: I think that you know, in all fairness, in all fairness to those who do hang their own recovery on, on the success of somebody else, um, I think we all do that to some extent. I was gonna say, and that's an okay place to start. That's yeah. an okay Sometimes place to start. You, you need that's that. right. Mm-hmm. It's relying on the strength of someone else, it's a powerful thing, yeah. and I think it's okay. Yeah,
0: definitely in the beginning, yeah.
2: But I think the other thing is, is that one needs to be very, very conscious of their own circumstance and the the, let's say, the road signs along the way that says, I'm not in a good place. Mm-hmm. And so um, <clears throat> what I mean by that is is that we need to develop our own mechanism, our own three circles, if you will, that mm-hmm. says, hey, look, I'm middle circle living right now, and I need to pull myself out of this middle circle to bring myself back to outer circle behavior. Yeah. Um, and that has nothing to do with this person who has so much clean time. Um, mm-hmm. And so consequently, we, it's difficult to watch somebody else go through that, and you feel for them but we also recognize that this is a lifelong attempt to overcome something that's a, that's a part of our life that will never go away. Yes, right. And so, again, just a tremendous amount of grace for somebody who has relapsed. I'm so sorry you're going through that. And I know that there was a time I hung my recovery on your recovery, mm-hmm. but I'm also at this point right now recognizing that, oh my word, I have three circles of my own. Mm-hmm. And I I need to recognize that when I'm in those bad places, it's not the reliance on somebody else to get me out of that. It's how do I come to my own rescue and bring myself back out mm-hmm. of
1: that. Right. And
2: I think that's relevant.
1: <clears throat> do you know what I think that there's something else? You know, as I as I as I started my own recovery, I remember thinking that I what a terrible example I had been to my children. You know, going uh-huh. I says, Man, I am just I am just a bad example. You know. And do you know, it was, it was that, it was that sponsor who said, well, then be a good example of how to, you know, how to handle your mistakes. Right. Yeah. Which is a powerful thing as well. And, you know, and, and you know what, you know, yeah. So if that person, you know, that you've, you've put up on this, you know, You know they might i mean not only are they going through a learning experience they're giving you an opportunity to witness a learning experience maybe they found a trap that you're going to be vulnerable to in a few years yes you know uh, listen help them process it because you might learn something that is maybe he's taking one for the team yeah you know
2: here's something else to think about too and that is is that this you know this addiction happens in secrecy Mm-hmm. One of the things we've been so good at for so long is lying about, uh, not being completely honest about you know, what's going on in our life, right? You're witnessing somebody who, after multiple years of clean time, come forward and say, in a very honest and humble comment, saying, I've relapsed. Mm-hmm. What a fantastic lesson for anyone else who has yeah. not who has not been as honest and as and as pure, and, sure, you know, or or maybe even in your future where, you know, where a relapse may occur or a near relapse or something like that, and you and you resist coming forward and being honest yeah. about that particular oh, thing. Sure. So what a great example for Can you somebody. Imagine how hard that would be.
0: Oh, well, I mean, maybe. not only that. I Absolutely, mean, yeah. it could, would have been so easy to like. Well, yeah, I got five six years. Yeah, this was just a little blip. I'm, I'll just uh-huh. keep pushing I'll forward. I'll just keep Instead moving forward. Instead of no. Yeah, I, I, this happened. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm resetting my clock and, yeah. and moving forward. I mean, a, that, that's a, a huge th- thing.
2: Absolute moment of honesty for yeah. all of us. To sure. Witness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a powerful thing. That's an absolute yeah. powerful thing. And do you
1: know what? It's also a great example to see somebody have the dignity after they've stumbled to stand back up and say, no, I'm going to keep going. Yep. Yes. You know, Because like I said, this is something that my therapist, Tommy, says, all of us, all of us, have another relapse in us not all of us have another recovery absolutely you know
2: which is profound in and of itself yes it really is to think about that hey you know we can we can easily fall every one of us can fall i I remember the worst day of my whole entire recovery experience to this moment was the day i realized that this would never go away Mm -hmm. that i'll be dealing with this for the rest of my life that was one of the very the hardest things in my whole entire recovery experience to come to the conclusion that, oh, my word, I need to learn to live peaceably with this problem that I mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. and figure out a way that I can live my life in a peaceful manner, that it's not affecting my life in a negative way. That was a hard day for me. I still remember the discussion we had that night, and it was tearing me apart. I still remember that. and I And I listened to, for instance, our counselor talk about, 30 years 26 28 29 i think he's at 30 years of recovery Mm -hmm. and still does the the, makes the good decisions Mm -hmm. to keep this addiction that he has that he's been carrying for 30 years you'd like to think after 30 years that he'd be past it but what keeps him past it is is that he makes the good decisions whenever he's out and about to make certain that he doesn't put himself in a compromising situation that's phenomenal to me
0: well, and, that's in, absolutely. Phenomenal. And in his case, I think he, you know, he references back to I think it's Patrick Carnes' dad, Who had like what thirty five years yes. of sobriety, and then it was gone, in a yes. blip, and you know, and he's like, I'm almost at thirty, that thirty five mark.
2: That's that's mark, remarkable to me. So it, what it is is this this, this reminder that we yeah. always have this issue to be dealing with, uh-huh. and that it'll never ever go away. So to see somebody stumble it. Year seven, or year eight, or year ten, or whatever the case in your own circumstance, mm-hmm. sixteen years, you know, and and be willing to be honest and open about that, and then get back on the horse. What a that's remarkable. But it's this idea that we can never
1: let our guard down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what a compliment that uh, that um to the group. Yeah, that that he felt safe enough to share that to share that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it was a powerful,
2: powerful moment is, of yeah, honesty.
1: There's there's a lot here. The other thing that I want to bring up. <laughs> um, maybe before we close this up is I promise you, whoever you are, whatever, whatever, wherever you're at in your recovery, you're probably somebody's ideal. Yes. Have you thought about that piece? And how can you, how can you then take that piece and and maybe use it as kind of a motivator without it becoming the motivation or, or don't let the stress of, or, or not accepting that as some kind of a, of a burden that's going to shame or distract you or, you know, yeah. you're, you know, but that might be something else since we're on the topic to, to kind of consider and think about for a minute, because you are somebody's ideal. Somebody is watching you. That's a true story.
2: And I don't think I necessarily understood the magnitude of that. At, at 19 months, I was mm-hmm. thinking that, uh, you know, I was, I was bulletproof 10 feet tall and bulletproof mm-hmm. as the saying goes. And, uh, and realized uh, you know, at that moment of my own relapse, um, how many people came forward in tears? Yeah, really torn up by the fact that I had relapsed and that I had, you know, I'd, I'd experienced this. And uh, I, I don't, know, I don't know that I really kind of contemplated that. I really didn't. That wasn't something that I really had thought through. And yet, there's no doubt about it that there are people who are paying attention to that sort of thing. So yes, we have listeners that may have 10 days of clean time, but mm-hmm. they're they're that person who we put on a pedestal because someone else has one day of clean time saying, man, if I could just get to 10 days, right.
1: amazing. Having never
2: done that. Having never know. done that, that yeah. would be phenomenal. Well, I
0: remember back in the beginning, um, I had a conversation with you and you're like, you'd be surprised at the number of people that are watching you in your circumstance yes. right now. I'm like, wow. no, no one's watching me. Like everyone else is like mm-hmm. above me. Why would they be watching me? I'm, and, and it was true. I mean, my own sponsee, you know, his, uh, his story was very similar to mine. Not exactly, but very similar. And, He reached out to me because of that, absolutely, and because I spoke out about what I had done and everything. And he's just like, "Yeah, I really feel like you're the best fit." Um, And his wife has multiple times come back and you know and just said, "Yeah, he he really has helped you uh, through this process." And it's just because of my own unique experience.
2: Yeah, I I remember when sort of same experience with Gary. Being, I mean, I remember, (laughs) I remember the first time he mentored my group, and and thinking to myself of the others in the group because you were not there the first night, and my thinking to myself, I just, I can't relate to any of these people. I'm just not going to. And and then when you shared your story, I was like, wow, there it is. You know, it's something I can relate to. And then, and uh, um,
0: I, I didn't quite have that. Because I, I related to Gary with other things, but, yeah, well, sure but yeah. in that no, but I mean the, in the realm of the addiction part, it was just like wow, how am I ever going to get to to that though that many years? Yeah. Um,
2: it seems pretty bleak at that when you're on that front end. Oh of yeah, no, it, it was.
0: Let alone happiness.
2: And that's where that's where I believe somebody with a lot of clean time really stands out to somebody mm-hmm. when you're on the front end of that, thinking to yourself, I could have what he has yeah yeah and i think that's powerful
0: and, and i remember i remember the phone calls from you know that early he's it's, it's like you know gary's like
2: you know one day we're
0: gonna have a phone call we're not gonna have that deep sigh <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just thinking
2: right it's
0: always gonna be there and it went away <laughs> yeah. it eventually did go away
2: interesting discussion interesting topic um uh, I think we're all, the longer that we stay into our own recovery, we're gonna find those around us that have those moments of, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. lapse and relapse. It's a part of recovery. Mm-hmm. It's just as much a part of recovery as as measuring our clean time is.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I've lost the fear of relapsing. Cause, not that it's like, oh, I can relapse anytime I want. It's just like, I, I'm not fearing it. If I relapse, that's okay. What am I, you Because know, I'm gonna take away what I learned from it. I'm going to reevaluate my life and then move forward again. Yeah. You know, because I know early on, you know, in this process, it's like, I can't relapse. I can't. There was this fear mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. there that if
2: I relapse, I, I'm just doomed. I'm going to share something that I, I um, and I don't know how much time we have left, so I'll be quick about this. Sure. But my last relapse was actually one of the most monumental, informative times of my entire life. Yeah. And the reason for that is, and I kind of equate this to climbing. There's sometimes when we climb a mountain, that we'll hit a rock slide, and there seems to be no way around it. And sometimes you actually have to go backwards to move laterally to find a new trail that gets you up and around that rock slide so you can continue your, your ascent. Uh-huh. And I kind of viewed this last relapse as being just that. I'd hit a plateau. I'd hit a place in my recovery path that uh, seemed insurmountable, that seemed impassable, and that it took a relapse to put me to on a new path that then All opened right. up my eyes to... You know the broader possibilities. What came out of that more than anything was this idea of gratitude. Um, I found myself. uh, um, There were lots of things that happened, but some really unique circumstances that brought me to uh, to the topic of gratitude, which was the next thing I needed to learn that would have carried me that carried me much further beyond this this if you will this rock slide I couldn't get past. And I think that uh, I think that's something to do with my own recovery. And I and to be quite honest with you. there was nothing lost in all of that. There is nothing lost in a relapse. Mm. What happens is, is that we learn new things. We learn new things and new ways of dealing with things that will take us then the next time even further up the mountain. And then you keep going. And then you keep going. And I think that's the way that works. And so, uh, relapse is not necessarily a negative thing. And I think we have to stop looking we, yeah, at yeah. We that never
1: term. have permission to do it, but that's right. It's, you know. It's very insightful. Very insightful. And it can be, can be a huge hinge point in a learning thing. Yes. Um, I thought that I'd like to, to share uh, before we wrap this up. Um, I, think, I think you need to stop and be mindful of a couple of things. Number one, you are somebody's ideal. Make of that what you will. Yes. Okay. Number two, you are idolizing somebody whether you are wholly aware of it or not. true also true you know you you would be you might be surprised how shaken you would be if somebody you know Mm -hmm. so so you know be aware of both of those things you know and and understand that that that's probably everybody's experience but Mm -hmm. remember that your recovery is yours it's about you and your journey you know you're not responsible for anybody else's successes or their failures right you need to. Thankfully. Yeah, thankfully, yeah. right? Who wants that? Yeah. <laughs> you, but you just need, you know, remember why you're doing your recovery. It's your recovery. Yeah. You know, and if you were the le- and, and you really need to adopt the idea. If I was the only one left in my group, if I'm I am doing this all on my own, or if yeah. my whole family leaves me, it doesn't matter. I'm doing this. I'm still doing this. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and realize that you and them and the people looking up at you are human. Yeah. You know? And we're all fallible. We'll make mistakes. Yeah.
1: And there, but by the grace of God, go. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. All right. Well,
1: what a great discussion.
0: Yeah, good. So, you know, I'll, I'll close this out. So, find the humility that recovery brings.
2: This is Mike saying, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring.
1: And this is Gary saying, do the next right thing. There you go. Thank you for listening
0: to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12 podcast at gmail.com. That is podcast at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.